0: Hey everyone, this is Phil and Lola of the Capes and Lunatics Podcast. You're listening to Into the Night, the, the Moon Knight Podcast.
1: Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 172, and you are with your high-press country, Ray. Hello, hello. And uh, and joining me for tonight, a very special um, episode, first time on the show. Very excited to have him on. We have a Petruni and an ITK scribe. Welcome, welcome to Justin, the Owl Osgood. Justin, welcome.
2: Well, thank you, Ray, and thank you, Loonies, for listening.
1: (laughs) Well, this should be good, Loonies, because we have another Lunapic Classic Run review. So if you look up into the night sky, as always, you'll see it is a waning crescent. Well, it's not always a waning crescent, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, There'll always be a phase of the moon. And so, Conchu Decrees, it is a Lunapic Classic Run review. And for tonight, we have Moon Knight Volume 1, Issue 17, it is Master Sniper's Legacy. This is a, an interesting one to say the least, Justin. Mm, it is. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, we're, we're lucky. We're blessed again with two stories in it, but uh, I'll be interested to, uh, to hear what you have to say about about both of them. Um to kick off anyway, as always, a huge thank you to the likes of, I get to say it directly to you, Justin, to, to the likes of the Patronies like you, Justin. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the other Patronies for uh, for putting up uh, their hand and and throwing some coin our way. Uh, so a huge thanks to Dustin, Justin, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. A big thank you to you all for, for your contribution and always to you, the loony listeners, uh, I've, I've got to also mention a, a couple of sponsors we have. Hello, Headphones Empowering Gamers to Play at Their Best, and Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. So here we are, Justin. Just two yeah. loonies shooting the breeze.
2: That's right. Yes. <laughs> after the full moon last weekend. The blue yes. moon. Yes, yes. The
1: blue moon. And yeah. uh so we're we're hanging on this waning crescent. Looking forward to this classic run review. Um while you know this is the first time you are on the show, Justin. I know we have chatted online uh regularly in the past. Um mm-hmm. but just I guess for the other fellow Looney listeners, whilst we have you, might as well um get to know you a little bit more uh interest-wise. Let's leave, let's park Moon Knight for a a second. Uh, What are your your other interests uh, besides perhaps Moon Knight and comics?
2: Well, I think besides comic books, probably my other big, big passion is electronic music and all of its various permutations and forms, house music, techno, trance, ambient, just all of the different types has been a big passion of mine for going on about 30 years almost. Um, Wow. I have a huge collection of music by all these different artists that I've followed for years, and that's definitely a big passion of mine, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I also love Doctor Who. I'm a big fan of Doctor ah. Who, mostly the 60s and 70s episodes, but I love all uh, of it. Is that, is that Tom Baker? Or... Well, Tom Baker and also the ones before him and a few after okay. as well. Yeah, I have I have a few favorites, but I love all of it, really. There's really none of it okay. that, I, that I absolutely dislike.
1: Oh, well, you probably answered my question there, but I was about to say, what do you think of the latest iteration of Doctor Who? How does that fall amongst uh, all the other previous Doctors before?
2: Um, It's hard to say. I usually judge them all in hindsight afterwards. After their tenure Mm -hmm. is complete, I'll go back and kind of rewatch everything and then kind of gauge it from there. But so far, I like a lot of it. There's some of it that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some of it that... I'm I'm waiting to see what the next season reveals as far as some of these story threads that they've left hanging. Yeah.
1: Ah. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully and so we,
2: hopefully we won't have to wait too long. They're saying there's going to be a delay, but we'll see.
1: Oh. Oh. I guess like, like yeah. I don't know some of the shows out there and movies things have been kind of stop start ever since yeah. the. You know, Uncle COVID has come to visit. Yeah, so. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, admittedly, I haven't I haven't got into uh, Doctor Who, um, but he's always interested me in the I guess the premise of, of it, <clears throat> basically like a time travel. Is <clears throat> it a, a time travel? But also like space travel. Time and
2: space, yeah, yeah both. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh excellent. Are, are there any Doctor Who comics? There though. are
2: actually there there were quite a few of them actually that were published um, I think starting in the seventies and okay. I know throughout the eighties and in the nineties and things um, there's a few lines actually now being run by some of the more. Oh. Recent doctors, I think, as well.
1: Okay, yeah. okay, and um, and and beautifully segueing into my my next question. Speaking of comics, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> um, uh, you know, obviously we know uh, Moon Knight, and and I'd, I'd love to just ask you a little bit more about um, your your favorite Moon Knight things about that. But um, yeah, comics wise, uh, how about uh, apart from pe- perhaps the Doctor Who seventies kind of run, uh, what other any other, like, recommended or, or your favourite titles that you, you'd you really like to follow?
2: I have a handful of favourites that, that instantly come to mind, and one of them is um, The Spectre from the oh, 90s nice. uh, yeah. that John, John Ostrander, Ostrander wrote yeah. with uh, Tom Mandrake doing the artwork. It was just a fantastic series, and they they did the whole thing from beginning to end. It was the same team, and it was just some of the best stories I've ever read. Um, so I I can't recommend that one enough to people Um, Mm -hmm. and also there was a a kind of a hidden diamond in the early nineties that I loved. It was, it was, it was published by DC and it only ran for about 14 issues, but it was called Scarlet with two T's. And it was kind of like a Buffy, the vampire slayer before Buffy, the vampire slayer, but only by six months or so. Um, Oh, wow. And it was so witty and so original and so fun and so bizarre. And I just loved everything about it. And, um uh, it's super cheap, like people can find the whole run of that for like five bucks on eBay or oh, something cool. so that one is great um also Dan uh Brereton's The Nocturnals is another big favorite of mine- mm-hmm. uh, that beautiful painted artwork um, I'm sorry what uh, I'm unfamiliar with that one is that yeah, um that one was done by um originally it was Malibu. they did a okay. line called bravura in the early nineties and called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I Remember Marvel? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but they did a line, I think Jim Starlin did one of those comic books too called Breed. It was is it was a bunch of okay. creator creator owned um books, usually mini series and things and and I this this one called The Nocturnals. It's kind of a a blend of like pulp stuff with some HP Lovecraft stuff and Oh nice. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, there's a British comic book called Nemesis the Warlock, which is Mm -hmm. a big favorite of mine. That one's also great. Okay. Um, And finally, there is Whisper, which is about a female ninja that was published by First Comics in the 80s and early 90s. And that, that one was also very good. And written by none other than Stephen Grant. Our um oh. Moon Knight Alter Ego. He's also a
1: writer. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, he does that on, 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 on Moonlights. Moonlights is yes. uh, no pun intended. <laughs> as, as, a, as a writer, that's fantastic. Far out. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, these are great. Um, so don't mind me. I was, I was writing all these down. So I will I'm include sure. all these in the show notes, um, okay. listeners. So, yeah, yeah. So these are great recommendations. I love learning Thanks. about other people's um, – yeah. Uh Whisper, stuff like that, was that ever collected in trade or are you, are you pretty mm-hmm. much a floppies reader or –
2: no, i i like the i like the hard copies of everything. I have to have that. Okay. I have to have the physical stuff. Yeah. Uh I don't think they ever collected Whisper. That ran for about thirty seven, thirty eight issues, I think. And okay. That kind of fell under. Okay, the so you radar. have
1: to pull that out each time, right? Or... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But it's always yeah. a great read. It's always a great read.
1: Yeah, sometimes I don't mind that actually. I was pulling out some old Daredevil out of the '90s, and um. Yeah. Like one, one you kind of justify to yourself, okay, so I'm going to read this more than once in my in my life after I buy it, and they're just going to bag it and just like file it away. So that's yeah. good. But two, yeah, yeah. two, there's something, yeah. But two, there's something quite nice about just you know, just you know, making use of it and and reading it and uh, you know in its original form. So yeah, um, I can imagine you do the same for Whisper. Yeah. Well, as well, yeah. Yeah. Um so I mean these are very rich and varied uh recommendations here Justin as well but moving back to Moon Knight. Sure. Yeah. Um so we all know I mean you as I mentioned at the top of the show uh you have been a- an avid writer as well on the RTK Scribes in in association with Paint Monk Library. So you, myself, and Russell mostly have been doing some writing uh, for that website. We're going to try and chronicle every single Moon Knight issue. Uh, things like COVID and, and um, uh, schedules have kind of stalled that, which is, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. Yep. But uh, there's no doubt that you do enjoy your Moon Knight. Um, what, what would you say would be your, your favourite runs?
2: I think my favorite is definitely the, the original one,
1: the, mm. the
2: very first volume. That's definitely my favorite. I, yeah, I, lo- I love all those stories. I love the artwork, the writing, just all of it's kind of classic Moon Knight for me. Even towards the end when um, Alan Zillens took over. Even that those last few string of issues, I love those. I just everything about that run is perfection to me, and um, the stuff also that predates it as well the, and from the Hulk magazine and.
1: Oh, yeah, that was quite stuff. strong, actually. Yeah, stuff, that would have to be
2: one. stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would have to be one of my my favorite. There's that little window of uh, the Hulk magazine, where you have Sinkevich kind of doing a real. A real Neil Adams esque, yes. and I mean that in no bad way. I mean oh, he's yeah, an accomplished, yeah, accomplished yeah. artist as himself. But there was some, there was a pulpy element to it. Um, the way it was like presented, like with the colors, uh, it was it was really cool. And Manch was obviously trying to find his way through mm-hmm. to the character. But yeah, Volume yeah. One is is fantastic. I mean, yeah. I, I I can't fault it. Um, I, I always. When I say that, I'm going to say there's a little disclaimer because sometimes I may not give uh, the issues, you know, massively high marks and stuff. But but for me, volume one on a whole, like the Mm. the way it works holistically uh, is really great. And what Doug Mensch has done to kind of um, carve out a particular tone for the character uh, I think is, is really apparent once you kind of see everything holistically in volume mm. one. Um, the stories are great you get better stories that some stories are better than others but um, yeah it, it's it's certainly a special run. Definitely. Um, yeah how about if we turn to other media actually first I should ask uh, I should ask Justin uh, are you are you much of a, a video a, sorry a tv viewer or a film goer?
2: Oh yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, okay, I'm just going to leave with maybe a double barrel question. So mm-hmm. I guess what I wanted to ask was your your thoughts on on the uh, the upcoming TV show. But um, I wanted oh. to also ask as as well. So that was that's. Nope, that's no um, problem. No, worry, yeah, that was Moon Knight. He's he's uh, cut <laughs> off another face, so the ambulance has just had to. <laughs> they're chasing you know, attempt, him down. They're chasing they're him down. down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But what I wanted to ask as well, like like the different elements, because there are so many different elements to Moon Knight um, and uh, there will be a, an Egyptian leaning in in the TV show. Mm. First of all, before we talk about the TV show, what, what kind of aspects of, of Moon Knight, the character, do, do you find the most appealing?
2: Um, just how complex he is, really. That's what yeah. appealed to me the most. And also there's there's a lot of darkness in the character of moon knight that's different it's it's hard to explain it's different than the darkness that's in other vigilante characters mm. uh, there's more of a refined edge to it he he uses that darkness as a weapon against himself in some ways but against evil really and i always found that really appealing about the character um mm. And also that he can use his mental illness as a weapon against.
1: That's an interesting take. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, what I found, I guess I'm, I'm just like just off the top of my head as well, like the, the latest run with Max Bemis, mm-hmm. what really intrigued me with, with the identities there was the fact that um, you've kind of alluded to it from what you've said is when his identities kind of, well, they kind of pit against each other. I find that kind of really interesting with this internal conflict, but it's a bit more of a a literal internal conflict where you have Jake Lockley um, resisting... You know Stephen Grant or Mark uh, Mark Spector, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things to Moon Knight that you can look towards. I mean, there's the obvious, like the the, the Egyptian uh, deities. You've got their identities. You have Mark as his run as a as a mercenary and what that means because he does have a lot of red on his ledger. It comes out every now and again, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is very similar to some other characters. But it, it is interesting to point out for Mark. Then you have with. Um, with say the, the Charlie Houston run, this kind of um, how he kind of ostracizes himself from his network, his, his, Mm. um, his family. And, uh, and, and that really does, you know, that, that does pity because he's very much a a lone wolf character. And then that that always kind of comes time and time again. Um, Speaking of which, before we actually go to the TV show, uh, Justin, I just wanted to clear as well, because I know it was in the audio feedback, but I'm, I'm hoping you're okay with. Uh, I mean, you, you must have heard it from the audio feedback we got about um, the the age of Conchu. I know that you you said you hadn't read that. Oh yeah, read
2: that oh yeah. Oh no, that's that's totally fine. I'm just I'm waiting. Okay. All I'm doing is I'm waiting for that to come out and trade before I buy that. That's that's really okay. all I'm doing. But okay. I've I've I haven't read the the story. But yeah, to me. It, And this is just from what I've read about it. It seems kind of like an extended what if. You know, Mm, what if if Moon Knight beat up Thor and took Mjolnir? What if Thor had the Phoenix, I mean, Moon Knight had the Phoenix Force. What if Moon Knight beat up everybody? I just, that's kind of what it seemed like to me from the outside without having read the entire thing yet.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I see it in my head canon, whether or not it's meant to be or not, but anyway, I just I just yeah. wanted to broach that. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, but the TV show then. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? Are you are you I'm keen very excited on...
2: about it? I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. I've, been, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah, um, nice. even more even more excited after I've heard about these casting rumors, and I I hope they turn out to be true. I, but where I am a Doctor Who fan, I've gotten used to these red herring casting rumors because every time there's uh. a Doctor who there is a a litany of just casting rumors of so-and-so's the next doctor who and -and so-and-so's rumored to be the next companion blah 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 we just we have to listen to that for months so i'm I'm used to these red herring casting stuff going on (laughs) Um, i hope this one turns out to be true though because i think he (laughs) would do a fantastic job i really do and i I, I hope it's, i just, I, I've got my fingers crossed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have to ask you this as well, Justin, because this was a big one. Uh, you probably heard it in some of our pre- previous episodes. Um, I don't want to make too big a thing out of it, but the, the rating as well, Justin, is that something that you're uncomfortable or, or nervous about the, the mm, TV show rating?
2: Not really. I, mm-hmm. I'm confident that they'll do it well. I,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I, yeah, I think so far the the shows that they've done so far have been strong, and I think they've got a good a good foundation for things. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. Great. I mean. Oh. Yeah. I mean. Uh, no secret as well that I'm looking forward to it. I think Oscar Isaac, if he is indeed confirmed, he'll. I think he'll do a great job. Um. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, they do retcon the characters here and there. I mean, there's 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 that point about the um, the Jewish heritage of of Mark mm. Spector and and if if that at all would be shown on the TV show we don't know uh but the, you know I'm sure there'll be it'll be an entertaining what is it I think six six episodes or eight episodes so mm. um yeah I guess we'll just again have to wait and see mm. well thanks I um, mean thanks Justin that is really cool cool to know get to get to know a fellow loony fellow patroni it's, um, uh, yeah, really cool. So, any loonies out there that um, that are either interested in say Justin's recommendations or are big fans of them, uh, you know, you've got a fellow loony in Justin. Uh, for the likes of uh, Scarlet, was that was that Brian Michael Bendis by any chance? That Scarlet um, with the double T? No, no, that was. Uh... No, wasn't, okay.
2: I'll have to look up the writers. I, I'm ashamed that I don't know. Okay.
1: No, no, no. Worries. I, I always thought it was, but I could be totally wrong. Um, because I have seen Scarlet, you know, bouncing around here and there. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, that I know there's at least one other Loony, Justin Orion. Uh, uh, we've had him on the show. He's the one of the hosts at We Are Venomaniacs. He's a big Spectre fan as well. So, oh, fantastic. I, yeah, I would strongly suggest you uh, drop him a line or, Orion, if you're listening, uh, drop Justin – drop the owl a line. and, uh, yes. and um, can, I, can I ask about your nickname, Justin? Uh, just to be clear as well, Looney, I, I haven't dubbed Justin uh, the, the nickname, but he's got a pretty cool one, so we're going to run with that. Um, where, did, where did that come from? That goes back a long time. And to
2: be honest with you, I, I'm also ashamed to admit this. I don't remember who gave me that. It was when I was very young. <laughs> and it was because I loved to stay up late. I, I was never a ah. person. I always loved to stay up late. But apparently, oh, I, I also used to speak my mind a lot when I was young. And they used to say that I was mm-hmm. wise for my years or something. I was a wise little owl or something like that. So <laughs> it,
1: was just, it was kind
2: of a nickname that stuck. But I've loved owls, really, the birds themselves all my life. I think they they're fascinating creatures. So I thought, well, that's a lovely little nickname to have, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's actually a good bird to to pick as well, you know, because yeah. yeah, they are they are fascinating and uh they're kind of they're a little for me, they're a little um you know, how can I say not mainstream, <laughs> they're a little off the <laughs> off the what what a typical bird is, and you know, if there ever <laughs> is a typical bird. So there's a coolness, there's a coolness factor to them. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. like it. Um Well, moving on, I guess, to white noise now, Justin. So we're generally our news segment. There's not much in news. Uh, um, So, again, I I had to roll my eyes when I did the search. Moon Knight, type it in, filter news in the last week, and it's all the same gobbledygook. Uh, So I'm not going to, you know, repeat any of that. It's just... uh, Let's just say it's about playing casting, speculation, all that sort of jazz. Um, but apparently I've got on, uh, I do believe, uh, so fellow high priest of country, Rebecca, on, on Discord. Uh, I believe she found an article. I don't have the article with me, but I believe Rebecca, because she's one of the high priests, Justin. <laughs> and uh, and she mentions that apparently the working title for Moon Knight, Disney, uh, the Disney Plus Moon Knight show, is Good Faith. So Ooh, that's um, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's just a working title. But if you happen to be, I don't know, at, around Atlanta, or I have no idea when they where they film these things, uh, but if you see Good Faith taped up on the side of a, a van, you know you're in the vicinity of Moon Knight, which is pretty cool. Interesting. Um, I like that. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a tidbit there, so a bit a bit of a shout-out there to Rebecca. Now, also, Justin as well, again, uh, this ties into our audio feedback a bit later. Um, but I didn't want to spoil anything for you. Um, just a a little disclaimer, Loonies. This is a little bit of a spoiler for Avengers 38. So if you don't want to be spoiled, please tune out now and uh, and uh, wait for I don't know. I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes or something. Just go fast forward a few minutes, <laughs> uh, and you'll, you'll get past this spoiler. But are you okay for this, Justin? I mean, you've oh, read yeah, it, no, so yeah, yeah, you can. You cannot unsee what you see. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we have in Avengers thirty eight, there's a little bit of Moon Knight still. So, kind of uh, from the age of Conchu, and uh, in thirty eight, we know that Conchu now is imprisoned on Asgard. And uh, and the other big thing, uh, this was all in the space of three pages. Apparently, I haven't read it. I've just like heard other people talk about it. And uh, in the other little tidbit. Uh, Black Panther offers Moon Knight Avengers membership, but he declines it. Ooh. Go Moon Knight! Um, yes. What are your thoughts here, Justin? Uh, first, of what are your thoughts on having Conchu on Asgard?
2: That's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, what does Odin feel about that? I wonder. Or is he even yeah. still around?
1: I don't, I don't know. He could be sleeping. It yeah, <laughs> could be. I um, and I, I wonder about the power sets. Like, is is Conchu like is badass deity that they've imprisoned or is he, are the Asgardians just like, oh, this guy's a minnow amongst, you know, carp? Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's weird because during that, there was that fantastic story in Thor uh where the, all of the pantheons were fighting and it was the, it was sent mm. that was against, uh, that was trying Ooh,
1: to. Oh, you're to, going back. I love it.
2: Yes. Yes. I, I remember to it. to lay siege to Asgard and. Yes. Then we saw the Egyptian pantheon, and they had been weakened by set. But Mm -hmm. it was never really talked about if they were on the same equal level as Mm. the Asgardians or even the Olympians. The Olympians Mm -hmm. always seemed to be the equal level of the Asgardians in terms of power. Um, But the Egyptian pantheon never really got that spotlight, I guess.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think... I guess it's just the amount of exposure. I mean, the Olympians and the Asgardians are, are, are regulars in the Marvel Universe. Um, mm. I've seen around that time, that Thor run that you're talking about, Justin, I remember the Celtic, um, what's his name? He, he's the oh, Lord oh, of Lightning.
2: Lear, yeah, Lear. Lear, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah,
1: yeah. he's pretty cool, uh, but yeah. I, and he looks just as powerful as the Asgardians, but you don't see much of him. Yeah. Um then you've got the likes of, I guess, Gilgamesh. Uh, they're kind of like starting to get like second tier, um, but yeah. you know, by rights, he's he's a pretty powerful dude. Uh, same with um, I forget the Japanese gods. Miss you. Mishu- oh, I don't want to butcher it. It's something. Bashi. Um, that, that was the whole thing in in the uh, was it the Chaos War? Um, oh that, right, yes, right, yeah. That yeah, they yeah. were all the gods were kind of having to to go up against um, against it. Uh, So, yeah, it's interesting. I I find that absolutely uh, intriguing. I'd love to have a bit more of a a focus on the deities, the gods in the Marvel Universe, and I'd love to kind of gauge where everyone kind of stands um, because Asgard's great. I love Asgardians and Olympians. um, But, you know, to learn more about Set, um, Mm, you know, Horus, uh, Anubis, that would be great, so...
2: It would be cool um, to see like a spotlight on the Egyptian pantheon in a comic book form. It doesn't even have to be moon, moonlight, uh, moonlight, moonlight related. It could be completely different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder as well, yeah, that the handbook to the Marvel Universe, that would be pretty cool if they had something in it. I, I bet you they'll have like only like a page or two on it, but I, I really reckon they should delve into it because um, deity is a. a a good because like if you look at it these days as well, Justin, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but um, you know, back in the day the deities were kind of revered and their stories told. Mm. Nowadays, like superheroes are pretty much doing the same thing and, and you have the likes of say Superman, who have has almost reached, you know, a, a kind of mythic status um in popular culture. So it'd be good to see the other the other deities get a their time in the sun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and also okay, so, and then second, um, Justin as well. Uh, Black Panther offering membership to Moon Knight, Moon Knight declining. Any uh, any thoughts on that? Are you happy? Did you want to see Moon Knight in the event in the Avengers? Uh, no. how, does it, how does it run? No, no? I,
2: <laughs> I I think he's he's good outside the Avengers. Yeah, I I never really saw that as a good fit for him. To be honest with you, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think I saw it kind of similar to, say, the likes of uh, Doctor Strange. And even to the same, even to the, the same um, you know, way as, as saying Iron Man and Captain America, uh, what you'd have anyway, I'd think, in Moon Knight, if he is in the Avengers, is that you'd have him in the Avengers title, but he'd be totally different to the Solo yeah. title. Um, yeah. I know that for sure with the Doctor Strange I'm told that was that was the case. I mean, he was written. Uh, I was reading the Jason Aaron run during that time, and then Mark Wade, and and they really got into the character. But then when you see him in the Avengers, he's very much a generic kind of representation of himself. And that's how I'd see probably they'd do it with Moon Knight. So I don't know. Um, I'm a bit, you know, half half. I would love to see Moon Knight in there, but I kind of know that that's not where I'd be 100% invested in the Avengers. I love the Avengers title, but mm. you, you get you get more meat out of the solo series, I I think.
2: Yeah, I I liked him in The Secret Avengers a lot. I thought that was mm, a great. Yeah. Uh, that was a great place for him. Was it The Secret Avengers, but in the, the main group, I I don't I never really yeah. saw that. But, but I could definitely see him filling in and being like a reserve member or something like that. Yeah.
1: How about how about the West Coast Avengers? Justin? The West
2: Coast, yeah. Him the, eh?
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get Back him in Tigra. rekindle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. the flame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, not
2: scratch fever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think the the consensus here is um, Justin is that we, we'd love to see Moon Knight in more more of anything, but but more of he's anything really. Yeah, more of anything, but he, his solo title is really where it's at. I
2: mean, yes, let's face it. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where he shines the best, absolutely.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and finally for White Noise, what I wanted to do, I'm going to give them a, a shout out now and towards the end, a huge shout out to to Chase, who I um, I reached out to on Instagram. I saw he has set up finally his uh, MoonlightFan dot com website. Now I posted this up in our Facebook group and page. It is an amazing website. So kudos to, to Chase for for um, for setting it all up. He by all rights looks like a huge Moon Knight fan. Uh, he catalogs. I believe it's everything that is in his collection, which is cr- a crazy amount. So uh, yes. go check it out, loonies, if you haven't. MoonKnightFan.com. Did you did you see this, Justin?
2: I did. I love this website. This How is a cool, fantastic site, and Chase, you did a great job on this. This is wonderful. So yeah, great, yeah, great work. This is fantastic, and everybody should check this out.
1: Yeah, and for many of the like the newer Looney listeners that are kind of getting into Moon Knight you know, more recently, um, go check it out. It's a great resource to to get up to speed with Moon Knight and, and to find out if you really do want to get, um, build your collection, you know, you actually know what to kind of look for, not only with the comics, but there's a whole lot of um, of uh, like toy action figures, statues, um, um, other things like, you know, mugs and and, and tumblers, stuff like that. So it's, it's all there. Uh, a big, a big shout out to Chase. It's great work, and hopefully, I think for the last episode of this year, uh, we'll be able to have Chase on the show to, to talk about it on our Country's Relics segment. So, oh, looking God. forward to that. Yeah, um, yeah, very excited. Well, how about Justin? Um, we, how about we wet our whistle? Uh, what is it? it's late for you? So maybe a, a whiskey, a tipple. I don't know. Oh, I'm having some some Earl Grey tonight lovely lovely <laughs> keep the keep the uh the throat warm That's um, right. yeah i've got a a cup of uh just black coffee here to to keep me going um That's we right. might take a yeah That's i mean it's still, after,
2: it's still early for you yeah it's still after yeah you.
1: exactly yeah yeah i'm i'm not yeah. i'm not that bad with the alcohol but you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway Justin, how about we we sit tight loony listeners we're gonna throw to a break and when we come back we're gonna hit straight into our Lunar Pick Classic Run review, so catch you soon. We are Venomaniacs
0: is the Venom Site official podcast for all of your Symbiote news, reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you?
1: Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 172, and I am joined with Justin the Owl Osgood. Justin, are you ready for this classic run review? I am ready to go. Excellent, excellent. I'll be very. I'm very interested to hear... Uh, your your points on this and what we are covering as mentioned at the top of the show is Moon Knight Volume 1 issue 17. Now this was released in March nineteen eighty two and it's actually you get a bit of bang for your buck. There are two stories into in it similar to issue sixteen. Um, so the first one is Master Sniper's Legacy and that is by writer Doug Mensch, Penciler Bill Sinkevich Inca Steve Mitchell colorist Christy Skeel letterer Janice Chang and editor Denny O'Neill. And then we have a backup story, which again, I'm assuming is Mark Spector. Well, it is Mark Spector as a Merc before he actually becomes Moon Knight. So it's really a funky little tale. It's called The Worship of False Idols and it's written by Doug Mensch, penciler Dennis Cohen, uh, Inca Joseph Rubenstein, colorist Christy Skeel, letterer Janice Chang and editor again, Denny O'Neill. Now this is available for you Looney listeners. On floppy format, Uh, it's also on digital, so on Marvel Unlimited, uh, on Comicsology, on Kindle, so you can purchase it as well. Or if you have the subscription to Marvel Unlimited, you can just read it there. And it is also in a trade format. So uh, in the Essential Collection, which is, I think, long out of print, it's a black and white collection, Volume 2. Or I'm going to be reading it off the Epic Collection, Volume 2, Shadows of the Moon. So, um, so uh, Justin, how are you? How are you going to peruse it tonight? I actually have the uh, the original <laughs> issue. Excellent. So, uh, um, ads and all. So that will be cool ads and
2: all, one. and it has an ad for Dungeons and Dragons on the back, which is
1: oh, fantastic. Is that, the, is that the one with the? Oh no, it's probably too early for that. I was about to say the one with the red dragon.
2: It what is. The ad?
1: Oh, it is. It, okay, it is. <laughs> Hey, Uh, good. good, Awesome. I'm I'm pretty happy with that, actually. (laughs) Um, So listeners, uh, as always, or if you haven't listened to this before, what we'll do is um, we'll go through a bare bones, which is our version of a synopsis. And this will be coming courtesy of a wiki. Uh, so a short synopsis, which um, Justin is so kindly agreed to read. Uh, and then Justin and I will just actually go into a free discussion about what we liked. I think, Justin, what we'll do, similar to what I did with Noel, I mean, with these two stories, we can really just bounce between the two. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's keep it organic and um, sure. see how we go. So um, we have, like, we talk about anything. We've got aspects ranging from writing, art, themes, characterizations, and any references to other runs. And then at the end of our review, we do have our moon rating, uh, and that can be of either two systems. We have our vanilla rating based on the phases of the moon, or Justin, you are privy to ConnoShoe's rating system, patented depending. its ConnoShoe's system rated from 1 to 10 from that almighty High Priest of Conchi himself. hmm so, uh, actually, out of interest, Justin, what will we be taking? Will we be taking Connor's shoes or the vanilla rating I, tonight?
2: I think I'll be taking Connor's shoes. Ah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. I, I like I like these descriptions,
1: yeah. <laughs> a little random, aren't they? But yeah, uh, they, like, they're a bit fun. Like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, well, um without any further ado, Justin, if you'd be so kind, I sure. will cue Mr. Music and if you please read out the bare bones for Moon Knight Volume 1, issue 17.
2: Sure. Master Sniper's Legacy. Moon Knight is recruited by his old friend Benjamin Abramov of the Israeli Secret Service to help against the Third World Slayers, but when Abramov is assassinated right in front of Stephen's eyes, he first has to deal with the Slayer's agent, the Master Sniper. The Worship of False Idols In his mercenary days, Mark Spector steals what he believes is a priceless Incan gold statuette, and then encounters a string of bad luck he can only attribute to the artifact's curse. But when he finally gets back to camp, it turns out what he grabbed was a plaster souvenir.
1: Yes, yeah, so there you go, Looney's A, a summation of the two stories that we will be covering tonight, both quite varied, but both quite intriguing by their own standards. Uh, Justin, just to kick off as well, impress, overall impressions, um, what did you make of, uh, of both of the stories?
2: I I really liked the backup actually better than the the main story, I have to say. Um, I loved seeing the the early days of Mark Spector. I wish that we had kind of seen more of those backup stories. Um, I, I really liked the Master Sniper's Legacy, but I think if I had to weigh up the two stories, I liked the second one better. It was just such a different vision of Mark that we've ever seen before. It was so cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I tend to really agree with you there. Um although we'll finally get to our ratings down the down the track. Uh but yeah, it is really interesting and they they exactly right, they haven't tapped into it enough of seeing Mark Spector pre Moon Knight and it, 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 there is a a curiosity about it, but there's also uh, something fun and definitely in this story a a bit of light-heartedness which mm. I think um is a perfect place to to put it, because um, you know the Mark Specter or the Moon Knight in, in Doug Venture's world, for most of the issues, it's not totally grim and gloomy and dark, but it is very kind of straight. You yeah, know, exactly. it's um, uh, the stories are there. The criminals are they're all they're all kind of very very much taken seriously um so there's a bit of flex in these backup stories and i like it as well master snipers legacy i thought was was pretty cool as well there are some uh i think the story overall for me was enjoyable uh certain the characters will we'll we'll have to get we'll have to get into our discussions for some of that um so a couple of shortcomings on my part for it but it certainly was a, a decent enough read um Okay, Justin, well, let's kick off into any of our particular notes. What would you like to start on? I'll give you first dibs. Sure. Well, um, I have to point out
2: a little editorial flub mm-hmm. in the dialogue.
1: Yes.
2: yes. And you probably know which one I mean. Um, mm-hmm. So the villain of the story is Nimrod Strange, Yeah. Um, which that name, I just I love it. <laughs> it is
1: good. It is good. Right, cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but... Looking over on, I think it's page five, mm-hmm. we see Benjamin Abramov speaking, and he refers to Nimrod as Hugo Strange, which most of us know is a Batman villain of quite mm. some di- diabolical renown. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, I, mm. I, I, I know that Doug wrote a lot of Hugo's strange stories, I think, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Or,
1: oh, I, I'm not too sure, but I know he did a lot of um, a lot of stories for for the distinguished competition in that end. Yeah, um, yeah I, and I've, so did Jenny O'Neill as well, right? So yeah, Denny O'Neill, yeah. So and yeah, he was the editor on this. So
2: I just, mm-hmm. I, I, the first time I saw, I read that, I, I kind of did a triple take. I was like,
1: what? Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> I know it's a bit strange because <laughs> uh, uh, I. The first thing I thought was like number one in like a nanosecond it was like, hang on, hang on. So is there like a, a brother or something to Nimrod? But then it was like, hang on, I've heard of this name before. Yeah, yeah. And then no, and then oh, he's he's fluffed the name. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's there for posterity. I mean it's yeah. there in the epic collection, it's there in the, in the original floppy. Um, unfortunately it wasn't picked up, so a bit of a boo boo there on yeah. it could be mentioned or, or Denny O'Neill. I mean, come on, he's yeah, an editor, man. isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah, well.
2: <laughs> 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 That's okay, nobody's perfect, even these no, guys. No, no, yeah.
1: and, and, and this is kind of, this happens not a lot, but it, for me, yeah. I, I've seen it pop up every now and again around, you know, around this era the like 70s, 80s comics. I mean, and I don't know, less so. I could be totally wrong, but like the 90s onwards, it seems to, there seems to be these less, um, of these mistakes, but maybe it was time pressure, who knows? Uh, um, so they couldn't like do a, a proofread at the end, but yeah, very interesting take there. Um, and I'm just going to allude to it because I don't want to steal the thunder of our audio feedback, but um, on the, you know, sticking with that theme of, of the, of DC, um, did you find any other similarities potentially in this run or any of the other characters that, that seemed obvious.
2: Well, the villain was very, kind of in in especially in his um, aesthetic looked a lot like Deadshot, mm-hmm. uh, with the eyepiece and the the wrist gun. That was the first thing that I got from it. But right. I was trying at first. I thought, well, it was Deadshot wearing that costume then, and because originally what he happened? was he had a yeah. much different look. But I think he was wearing that then. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, who there? But um, yeah, I'm
1: not too. I'm not too much familiar with uh, with DC characters. I know of Deadshot. I don't know how old the character is as well. I always just. I just thought he looked a bit like Deathlock, to be honest. Um, oh yeah,
2: it's cyborg. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. the just the eyepiece and and the right. fact that I mean he he, I mean there's no. Uh, there, there are no hints there that Master Sniper is a cyborg or anything. It looks like he just got some tech. but Yeah. Um, hmm. And I, I want to actually maybe stay on this of characterizations, uh, Justin, and, and get maybe your, your thoughts on here. Um, what I did find a little bit, how shall we say, middle of the road, is that, unfortunately, I think a lot of the earlier runs, and not all of them, um, a lot of the early issues with Mench, um, the, the villains don't seem to... Uh, to kind of click totally. Uh, so Master Sniper seemed a little, well, I think he seemed a little underdone. Um, aesthetically, he wasn't, I mean, we're talking like Randall Spector, the Hatchet Man was made um, mm. before this as well. He is a fantastic uh, villain. You know, you got Bushman, right. he's really good, and Morpheus, all that sort of stuff. But then you do get these odd villains like the Blacksmith, which was last issue, mm. yes. and you get Master Sniper. It's a little bit like meh. I mean, what are your thoughts on on and, and there Snarker. was the, the
2: Jester too. There was the Jester in that Daredevil issue.
1: Was... Oh, oh, the Jester's actually really good though. I mean, I don't I don't know if you've read read a lot of Daredevil, I've been reading the introduction to the Jester and he's pretty cool, but you know, that's just my taste. Uh, oh,
2: okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. The with this character, I he was definitely underdone. His mm. costume, there wasn't really a costume like a memorable yeah. costume, he just kind of had.
1: You know, just. Yeah, do do you think is this? Um, not to say the onus, but do you think this is part of, say, Sinkevich's kind of arena as well? Like, I I just wonder with writers and artists, like when when men like writes a character like Master Sniper, would he have a concept of what he would look like? Or I've heard in podcasts and read in interviews that you know the artists just you know, the writers say this is a villain or this is a character and the artist themselves actually fleshes out the character and gives it its yeah. visual nature. I just wonder here, who is it? Is it is it Bill or is it Doug who who um, who um came up with this design? Because, yeah, it, it's a little, I mean, there's not much to it. Uh, it, yeah. it could well be Doug going, look, hey, I, again, like he's famous for saying I, I don't want any over-the-top characters here. Let's, like, keep it really understated because, um. Literally with a Master Sniper, you just get that eyepiece and that wrist blaster, and that's about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there
2: there is almost a kind of a intention on keeping it away from the bright, flashy costumes, and I, I get yeah. that too. But at the same time, it, I don't know, just seems kind of a bland character, at least mm.
1: to me. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at pages. It's seven now as well in the in the epic collection at least i think they recolored it um but it should be kind of similar oh, to the floppies yes yeah he's only got like the two he's got boots and he's got like a green pair of trousers and just a an orange top it's really mm. really bland um, yeah very bland yeah and but having said that as well i guess he's not the i mean although he the title of this issue is based on him it's not really about him anyway um for me the main character the main antagonist would, would be Nimrod Strange. Um, right. This guy that's brought... And I find this actually a very interesting issue. We'll go back... Uh, point, and it, it goes to writing about this third world slayers kind of group about mm. bringing the left and the right extremists together, um, you know, to form a like a super group of, of hate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's me too. Me too.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think in that... It, uh, instance it really does work um what mentions is created and and there is a little bit of of comic flair then by having him um y- you know with with three different women of three different ethnicities you know a black woman a white woman and an Asian woman just,
2: <laughs> I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a bit on the nose but it's um it's, you know it's very it's, James Bond yeah Bond-y. yeah yeah. it's very james bond like uh yeah. and, and this whole this whole uh, issue i think you know really does echo a bit of of james bond um i, I think i can't remember where i mentioned it i think I, I chatted with you or um i put it in some notes oh i put it in the notes somewhere about saying that this issue to me seemed like a like an a movie an action movie from it's the a 70s, 70s and 80s movie. yeah
2: definitely yeah, that too yeah
1: yeah um but yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it in that in that sense. Um but yeah, uh what did you what did you make of, of the actual premise of uh of Ben was Abramov, um being a friend of Mark?
2: I really liked that. I liked that we had a character from Mark's past show up and mm-hmm. kind of have a big problem that he needed Mark's help with and they obviously went back quite a while and uh Mark mm-hmm. obviously trusted him obviously enough to let him into his house. I I liked yeah. the, the idea of the the mole too that Abramov had hmm. the, the micro dot and I thought that, was a, neat, dot, yeah. that was a neat was a concept. Yes. Yeah.
0: That was Yeah, really that was cool. actually
1: smart. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the, the the um cryptic dying last words of uh, what, what did he say? Third rib over heart. Because when yeah. I first read that, I'm thinking, geez, he's really just kind of analysing. <laughs> he's really <laughs> analysing himself, isn't he, as he dies? It's like, oh, yeah, I got, I got shot there. But it's a little clever point there um, about the micro dot. I, I absolutely agree. I like the fact also that that Mark doesn't want to help him to begin with. So we yeah. see we see Mark not, not really wanting to return or to be associated with that lifestyle, you know, with a – with the Secret Service and and you know that that kind of shady um, shady past, but I guess he's forced into it when when uh, Abramov gets shot in the back by by Master Sniper, and so he uses his uh, his Moon Knight know how to uh, to try and find what's going on.
2: But then he also gets shot in the process and yes. laid up for a total of is it three weeks that he's <laughs> yeah, laid up for?
1: Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. Yeah. Okay. And I I want to point it out now because we're look. I'm looking at it. It's uh seven eight page nine. Then for you, Justin. It's when when Mark is laid up in the hospital. Yes. I just want I just want to call out art wise, um, by Sienkiewicz. <laughs> like Mark looks really weird there. And I think on the whole, in general, this issue, dare I say it, it wasn't up to Sienkiewicz's standards. Um, I don't know if you felt the same. It, it, I don't want to say agree. it's a rush job, but, yeah, there's something just a bit off by it. I mean, yeah. considering I, what we've seen from issues 1 to 15 at least, um, yeah. And I
2: agree with you. In regards to this This issue, the art was kind of a letdown. And I, I mm. know exactly what you mean, the, the panel with Mark in the hospital bed. He, he looks like one yeah. of
1: the Morlocks. <laughs> he does he does See, his face is melted it's crazy yeah. <laughs> um who was let me have a look at who was the uh, I'm not pointing uh, fingers here but I'm looking at Steve Mitchell <laughs> the Inca I, I don't know I, where...
2: I don't know I, there's some times yeah. where I don't think that he was a good match for Bill Sienkiewicz I yeah. there's some issues where it works really well and somewhere it really doesn't and I I don't think it works well here I I think a lot mm. of this be Steve Mitchell, and and there's okay. another panel too of Marlene on the following page. Yeah, the panel of Marlene, where she's kind of gripping her neck or something. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not a good picture of Marlene. I'm sorry, no,
1: nah, no. so, so. Mm, so that's really I interesting. Kind
2: of, yeah, I kind of think it's Steve Mitchell. I don't know. I
1: okay, you know. yeah, I, I think. I have to must be because again look another couple of pages from there. There's actually it's a small panel. It's Mark on the phone, mm, mm-hmm. and that's a bit more like Sinkevich that we know. Like yes. you know, there, there are glimpses of it, but yeah. then there are glimpses of really stylized. Um, I guess for the most most part, Moon Knight looks looks decent. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just flicking through where he's fighting. Yeah, I mean, he Moon still Moon
2: looks, looks pretty cool. List.
1: Yeah, yeah, but the um everyone from Frenchie to Marlene to Mark looks a little bit off, which is which yeah. is a shame.
2: Yeah, it is yeah. a shame. Yeah.
1: Um bouncing just to Justin, just to the other the, the worship of false idols and what did you make of Dennis Cohen's art there?
2: I thought that was fantastic. I love mm. I love Dennis Cohen. I I've always been a big fan of of all of his artwork and
1: okay, Joe
2: yeah. Re- Joe Rubenstein's a great anchor too and they're a good, mm-hmm. a good match together here, I thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it was really really good actually. I mean, I think in that last classic run review that I did with Noel, we did you know have a little bit of a go at a Dennis Cohen. He did issue sixteen with Blacksmith. Oh and right. Some yes. it, yeah, some of it did look a bit inconsistent, but for yeah. this part um, in this backup story, it's a lot a lot better. And I wonder again if it is the the finisher, like as you mentioned, Joseph Rubenstein. Um, so yeah, a, a lot more solid in this. I love Mark with his. Um, ever five o'clock shadow. You know? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the bandolier bullets. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But no, really, really fun stuff. I mean, Oh, what, why don't we um, stick to, to something here then uh, Justin, any, any um, good points from this story? Um,
2: I, I liked the light, the lightness of the tone of it all. It was, it was nice because mm-hmm. you don't see that a lot in a Moon Knight comic book. Just the no, whole,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, it was um, kind of like the one of Indiana Jones's worst possible days. You know, it was. Yeah, it
1: had a bit of that, didn't it? It had that kind of um, smart kind of remark. I'm looking at, uh gosh, what page? Because I'm on the Epic collection. There's a bit where he he swings down and he has to avoid a crocodile. He lands on the other side of the river. He gets attacked by a leopard. He shoots that dead, and then Shoot he's got this python. Yeah, yeah. You gotta
2: be kidding me.
1: Then, yeah, You gotta be kidding. Yeah, and there's a, a full picture of him just wrapped around in it. So that for me was the epitome of this issue, and the ending, of course, with the um, the false the false idol. But uh, yeah, I thought this was just a very fun um, thing. I I hope. This would be it. I'd love to see more of this, get this happening. I wonder if it actually can still be done today. Uh, Only, I don't know, Justin, only because I don't know if maybe writers would see this as a good fit for Moon Knight, but I'd certainly love to see it.
2: I would too. I would too. I mean, it doesn't have to be these light stories either. It could be something more serious about.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. darker stuff that he did, but I'd like to see a little bit more lightness, sometimes that's nice to round out some of the darker edges
1: yeah for sure um and similar to i think what noel mentioned in our previous review as well with this backup story is that it, it really does have like that that pulpy feel and and noel actually even described it as uh as him being like a i can't remember a, a something james bond it's like a a really mark specter as a i don't know a goofy james bond or something i think he, he called yeah. it um, yeah, and it really, yeah, it really comes off here. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that as well.
2: Yeah, and uh, the the backup also has one of my favorite um, sound effects when he breaks the uh, the statue in half. bucks
1: oh, no. oh, hang on, let me let me see the last page. I'm <laughs> <Bux>. That's cool. <laughs> my God, yeah, that that was funny. I I yeah, do bux. yeah did appreciate it. Um, it was a bit of a surprise as well, like uh, when he he finds himself in that Incan temple with all those idols. I mean, that, yeah. that was pretty cool. And he's saying, yeah. "Oh, it's Christmas," you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I think the idols were <laughs> the, the design of them was a little, I don't know, a little weird. Um, but I'm no, I'm no Incan expert. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was strange. But yeah, now the whole story. Was was pretty good. Um, it's hard to talk about, I guess, characterizations of of this um, in this backup story because, I guess, this is this is before we know Mark Spectre as Moon Knight. It's before he's yeah. gone through all that highly traumatic uh, events that led up to him being the um, the Moon's Knight of Vengeance. Uh, but for all intents, it looks like he's he's pretty much like an, an upbeat sort of sort of guy. Um, yeah.
2: He meant Bushman and
1: mm. went yeah, down exactly.
2: That
1: route. Yeah, and and uh, so got flicking back to Master Sniper's legacy characterization yes. wise. What do you how did you see Moon Knight play? Uh, Mark Specter played out in that one. I think
2: uh, character wise, everybody was pretty true to form. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody was written kind of anti no. or against their character, everybody was pretty consistent, yeah.
1: I, I think so as well. One little touch I loved because we all know, and and I think I mentioned it many times in previous episodes with Marlene, how she's uh, sometimes she's, she's always the Deus ex Machina to, to um sometimes always. It doesn't work. I shouldn't have said that. But she sometimes is a Deus ex Machina to, to Mark Spector. I, I yeah. love their little sparring at the beginning. And, oh, yeah. Um, that
2: was great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And although Mark does come out the better, um you know, when they were fighting and training, uh, she, she kind of gives him the slip uh, and, yeah. and gets him, you know, to fall on his ass saying, well, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so what was that? So Mark says, shoulder's not separated after he kind of flips Marlene. She kind of trips him up. He has bottoms not separated.
2: Not separated so separated, is it? Yeah. And That's one of the yeah. reasons we love Marlene. She's sassy. She's great.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, I love it that, that that's still kept in there because uh, she's a very – she is a very uh, intriguing character in her own right, and fully capable. I mean, I see her up there with Frenchie as well. We've seen that's Frenchie cool. in Mark Specter Moon Knight; he can handle himself. So can Marlene. Um, so that was yeah. good to see. Yeah, um, yeah. How, how about um, just in the Nimrod Strange? Um, I didn't get your thoughts on. Um, you, it was a good concept. It's a great concept about the third world yeah. slayers, right? And I yeah. believe that comes later. Doesn't this this returns right? Um, well, I
2: think the next issue is yeah. when they go that's to Israel. Ah, okay, right,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, With
2: it's that, too long ago; great, I can't remember.
1: It's yeah, that great
2: yeah. Great wraparound cover on the, the original issue.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, that'd I, be cool. So, yeah this this is a great setup for the whole Slayers Elite story. I that that's the one thing that I really like about this issue is it's a great setup for everything that comes after it.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. And interestingly enough, as well, I mean, we're looking at Moon Knight beyond New York. You know, he's starting to travel yeah. around. He's starting yeah. to, yeah, really see his roots as a, um, as a merc. You know, he, he going around from place to place. Uh, so yeah. that I think is a really interesting take on Moon Knight as well. It's easy to just have him local. You know, right. um, definitely. And
2: Here he's going to Switzerland, he's fighting yep. on a mountain, you know, he's diving yeah. off a mountaintop and trying to catch the wind in his cape. You know, it's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah.
2: definitely not, not his wheelhouse, but no, you know, that's that's why we love him because he does stuff that's out of his wheelhouse all the time, yeah.
1: And and like you don't, I mean, you do sometimes, but you, you don't get the likes of, say, Daredevil, who pretty much stays in New York um spider-man does venture out here and there when he when he has to um but yeah for the um i I like this versatility similar to like the punisher i guess the punisher moves around wherever his targets are so uh again it's that kind of merc mindset of not being constricted because you can't if he's stuck in new york there's only so much that he really can do Exactly. Um,
2: Especially if, when, a, when you have a threat that says global is the slayer's elite, they can basically go anywhere and be anywhere. So
1: mm, you have yeah. to fight
2: them those terms. Yeah.
1: Yeah. True. Um, I don't know. Any other, any other point I'm trying to look, I don't think there are any other references to any runs I can, I can see here. It, as I you say, it leads up that. to the, the next issues. Um, but yeah. that's, that's about it. Um, no, there's a nice little fight scene between Mark Spectre and these thugs that um, they are they are part they are part of the Third World Slayers, aren't they? They try yeah. and get Mark because they're looking for the micro dot. Right. Um, but he doesn't have them. But uh, But then it's really weird because the Master Sniper starts shooting them all. Um, so I wonder I don't know whether he's just He's not much of an assassin, is he? He's a bit messy.
2: <laughs> oh no, they—they they aren't. I don't think that they're, they're not. With, they're not with him. That's
1: right. Because yeah. they tend to be, they—they al- they turn out to be kind of allies with him. Um, yeah. With Mark. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's a little bit, um, a little bit ambiguous. But yeah, you're right. Um, There's a few different groups here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, overall, I don't know. Uh, overall, would you like to give this a, a rating, um, Justin? Or are there any other points that you would like to raise? Um.
2: No, I like. I said I I do like this issue. I have some misgivings with the art, but I I liked it as it was a great setup for the the story that followed. I I really like the the whole Nimrod Strange slayers mm. of these story. I think that was one of the the better stories of the original series, and I think this was a really nice way to kind of get all that lined up. Um, yeah, it, it also kind of reinforces my belief that. We should have a more substantial rogues gallery for
0: Moon Knight. Yes. I yeah. felt that
2: Nimrod Strange was a great step in that direction to get him a really good nemesis that mm. was worthy well, of his yeah. metal. you know what I mean? So
1: Yeah. Well he and he's he's global as well. Right. So yeah. it's not like I mean Kingpin is no slouch, but we're talking about nimrod strange who whose reach goes beyond just you know just the city uh so mm. he's a really great character actually that yeah. they could have really explored um any future moon Knight writers i'm I'm wondering if they will dip into it because uh you know this run uh seventeen eighteen at least it um it's, it's pretty uh, an intriguing one um mm so yeah and uh I don't know the, the second story, um I guess just just any final thoughts i um yeah no, i just I just really enjoyed it uh yeah, uh, I don't know, really, not much else to say yeah. Um, I, I, I turn-
2: the, yeah, I enjoyed really the back everything about the backup story,
1: yeah, yeah, okay, well, how about we turn to some ratings then, so sure. um Justin, you mentioned you will take from the con rating system so out of 10 what would you give moon knight volume one issue 17 uh let's go separate stories master snipers legacy first off what would you give that
2: i would probably give that one a
1: six Mm mm-hmm Okay, yeah. excellent. So that's a, a getting small moon uh, yeah. we got there from Justin. Uh, I, I've given it a little bit, a little bit more. I've given it a a, a six and a half, oh. and I can see I can see you doing something there, Justin, which I may follow suit. But any, anyway, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll see six and a half for, for Master Sniper's Legacy. I I think it's there's enough there to actually make it a a decent story um just the the shortcomings were the art unfortunately which is you know understandable you, you can't reach the heights all the time uh there are various factors for that and also the 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 characters so some of the characters like master sniper i felt could have been made a lot more uh alluring you know visually uh, I don't know. It's a weird description, but like, <laughs> make him, yeah, 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 make him a little bit more. I don't want to even say gimmicky, but make him stand out a bit more. Yeah, uh, more but memorable. having a bit more yeah. memorable, exactly. Yeah. But but having said that, Nimrod Strange, I think, is a and this concept with the Third World Slayers is a really cool idea. Uh, so it's something that you know. I guess you you don't really see in other comics. So um I'm glad that we have it in Moon Knight. Again, I'm, th- I'm talking about other street level, like Spider-Man, Daredevil, um, mm. potentially Punisher, but even back in that, we're talking back early 80s, Punisher I don't think was doing this sort of stuff. No. Um I so yeah. the only so,
2: one that was fighting terrorists back then was maybe Captain America. He was yeah. fighting uh, Ultimatum and Adam the Flag Smasher and all those people, mm. so...
1: But- but even, even Captain America had um, a bit more, dare I say, comic bookiness to it than, True. than say, this Doug Manch run. Where yeah, I mean, apart, apart from Moon Knight's costume and the odd eyepiece and wrist blaster, um, it, it's very much a, <laughs> that's a bit too much, but it, it's very much a, um, yeah, like a really just intriguing international story. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, six and a half of that. Uh, How about for the backup story we're looking at and what we've mentioned, all our thoughts on the worship of false idols. What would you give this one, Justin?
2: I'd probably give that one a seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at a solid round boy. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) from the Connoisseur's rating system, uh, we got a solid round boy there for for Justin. Uh, I guess it's... the reason being those points that we've raised before right justin i mean it's a yeah. nice tight story yeah
2: yeah if it if it was there was a little bit more to it i i would have given it a a higher rating i think if i i kind of wished it had been a little bit longer but then it wouldn't have been a backup story so that would kind of make it redundant
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You, you you hit a good point, actually. I mean, the the brevity of it. Uh, would have loved to have seen it more. I was just thinking then if I should. I originally had have given it six and a half, which actually puts it on par of Master Legacy's uh, Master Sniper's Legacy, but I do feel though it is slightly better than yeah. than Master Sniper's Legacy. But look, I'll I'll stick to six point five. Uh, it, it's in my reality, it's probably a six point seven, stuff like that. But we'll, we'll, we'll just round, keep it round, round it, at six point eight. You know, I don't okay. think it reaches a seven. Like I reckon, if it's longer, it, for me, it'll it probably be a seven because uh, it was short. But I mean, it made good use of its of its time, so yes. I can't fault it for that. Yeah. Um, I'll stick to my guns. I'll say 6.5. I'll stick to my wrist blasters. I'll say 6.5. I'm going for, um, I'll go for the vanilla rating then. So both of mine are around the waning gibbous region. Um, so, so Justin, then just looking at your, um, your marks, an average of six and a half. So you're, you're somewhere between a getting small moon and a solid round boy. Uh, okay. And my average is six and a half as well. Uh so, Very cool, very cool indeed there, Loonies. Uh, Go check it out. It is worth a read. Right, well, uh, so there you go, Loonies. That was our review. Um, Go check it out on any of the the platforms um, available. It's worth a read. Let us know what you think as well. I've got a discussion thread up there. Um, Not much feedback by way of it, but uh, we did have some um, audio feedback. Um, but before we get to that, Justin, a, a huge thank you um, for coming on to the show. Um, thank you, we for were, having yeah, it, it's been it's been really cool, very fun to, to finally chat with you, um, yes, you know, yeah, over both. the inter, interwebs. Um, yes. uh, with our spectacle segment, I just wanted to uh, ask if uh, if there's any any plugs or any any um, anywhere that people can contact you, any projects you want to mention. Um I am
2: working on writing some stuff right now but it's not it's still too soon to really announce anything. Um okay. I'm kind of laying low on the internet right now actually so people can't really find me. <laughs> ah, okay no, good. <laughs> but, good good yeah but that, sure. that will change in the future I think next year I'll have more of a presence. Okay. Um, but nice. with this year especially in America with the way things have been I've been mm-hmm. off I've been off social media for Oh for sure, yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, totally understandable. Well, it's um, uh, thank you so much for for coming on, and, and I um, thanks for it's great to correspond and chat with you online as well. Um, so, um, yeah, a- anyone um that would want to contact Justin, I guess um, y- you are you may be lurking around the Facebook group, and and oh page. yeah, so I'm,
2: I'm yeah. on the Facebook group on occasion. I'll pop my yeah. pop my head out there and say hello.
1: Yes, cool. Um. Excellent. Uh, just with Spectacle as well, I just want to shout out again, Chase, again, with that magnificent web page. So check it out on moon Uh It's a really good website, a great resource, again, a great repository of information for Moon Knight. Uh, and uh, it's just aesthetically that the interface is really, really nice. It's very yes. slick. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and looking forward to chatting with Chase uh, in, in the weeks to come. Uh, also, as well, just a couple of bits I uh, want to call out. So a couple of plans for our audio serial adventure, The Hunt for Conch's Golden Scepter. Now, I've been giving this a lot of thought. We're edging towards we're up to the season finale. So that is our part 13. I, I want to actually flesh it out a bit more because uh, it, it's a big ending. Uh, so what I'm planning on doing is I'll release that, Looney's, uh, at the end of the year. So that will be as a whole audio drama adventure. So what I'll hopefully do cross fingers is that I'll combine all the episodes one to 13 together, and that will include the, uh, the brand new finale. So um things are hotting up there, I've I've got the original ending, which I will be keeping, but I'm just going to be adding a few more scenes in uh, just to really wrap it up proper. Uh, also as well, we'll have some bonus episodes over the festive break. I know it's only November, but I just wanted to get in early So we'll have our usual weekly show, but what I thought I'd do for, again, some newer listeners, I might just uh, extract some of the interviews that I've done uh, over the course of the podcast, and so I'll release um, three interviews, just as bonus episodes for those that haven't heard it, um, basically those from our episode 100. So it was when I spoke to JMD Mateus uh, with Anthony from Capes on the Couch uh, also, an interview with Greg Smallwood, and finally the big one with Doug Mensch. Um, I'll release all those separately over the course of a couple of weeks, um, spread out, you know, towards the end of the year. So a lot of fun there. Uh, Justin, it's so crazy this prompt sheet. I really should have put Nightline's our feedback a little bit straight after our um, our review. <laughs> I've just oh followed gosh. our prompt sheet. We do have, as mentioned, some audio feedback. So, um, again, good friend of the show, the Drop King Phil, Justin. So, we're going to have a listen to this and uh, and hear what Phil has to say about uh, not only uh, issue 17 that we just reviewed, but also on Avengers 38. So, um, so, yeah. So, Phil, take it away.
0: Hello, High Priest of Conchu Ray and you loony listeners. This is Phil, the Capes and Lunatics and Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast uh, coming to you with my thoughts on Moon Knight 17 from March 1982, um, yeah, I'd almost forgotten this was in my collection, I found this in a back issue bin a few years ago, you know, that magical thing, uh, Ray, Ray thinks us Americans take for granted the, the magical back issue bin, um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this story, um, I like doug mensch's writing i've always liked his moon knight and his um <clears throat> sorry ray b- writing um yeah i mean it makes sense like i like this era of moon knight it makes sense that mark specter would uh could be involved with spy work at some point because he was a mercenary he did travel the world and travel in certain circles at some point um but i hate the burst rays bubble but is this just like a um I don't know. I know you hate the knockoff um, comparisons, right? But, I mean, uh, the big boss, we don't even see it in this issue, Nimrod Strange. Um, I don't know if they correct it in any uh, reprintings or anything. But like I said, I have an original copy on page five. Um Mark's friend calls Nimrod Strange Hugo Strange, as in Doctor Hugo Strange, the b- villain uh, who Doug mentioned has written. Like I said, b- and has written some Hugo Strange stories. So maybe it was on the brain. I don't know. Um, Nimrod, Nimrod Strange. Who is this guy? <laughs> Didn't we just uh, elect him out of office here in America? There you go. Uh, bad joke. Uh, or good joke. I love the female bodyguards, and then the master sniper with the uh, gun on his arm. Boy, this guy's good. He's kind of a, uh, how do you put it? He's a dead shot. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, my other comparison. Yes, does this guy remind anyone with of a dead shot with the, uh, with the sight over one eye and then the gun on his hand? Yeah. Sorry, Ray. Did you? I, I'm just waiting for you to say, oh, I love this story. I love these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're DC knockoffs. Uh, but no, I mean, it's still a good story. Um, very interesting. And of course, at this point, <laughs> the, the Moon Knight suit must have no bulletproofing Kevlar or anything because, yeah, Mark Specter gets shot and sits in the hospital for three weeks. It's a, I swear that's like something you don't see even in comics of this age. It's just like the... The hero put out of like commission for three weeks, and then of course the whole battle in the snow. Which again, for the first time, you know, for once they don't see Moon Knight coming because his suit blends in with the snow. And very interesting, but I don't know. In some ways, Mark seems caval way too cavalier with his secret identity. But again, I mean, it's a it's a great adventure story. Uh, again, Moon Knight fits into this well because he was a mercenary, traveled in all those circles, and I'm not sure if Ray was going to talk about this, but the um the backup story with Mark Spector <laughs> back in the day, Mark Spector mercenary going after this idol, and oh look, he gets attacked by a bat, Ray, <laughs> and but then Mark gets home and oh, it's a fake idol. So that was a cute, that one was a cute little story. And like I said, I like this issue. Um, and I know Randall will hold me down to a uh, proper grade. I would give this one a solid B. Like I said, mm, good, good plot, good story. Of course the art, uh, of course it's a Sienkiewicz art. So of course it's excellent. Um, yeah, really good story, cute backup story, and I hope at some point down the road, yeah, Ray, um, and when whoever covers the you know further issues, so we can see this Nimrod Strange, so Doctor Nimrod Strange. Sorry, Ray. Nimrod Strange, Master Sniper, or their DC real pops man, because everyone loves. The <laughs> All right, no, just kidding. All right, and. I'm sure Ray talked about this in the news or the idle chat but um, yeah, our boy Mooney showed up once again in Avengers for three whole pages um, where Black Panther basically offers I see everywhere that they say Black Panther offered Moon Knight membership but shouldn't it be like, yeah, he offered to reinstate his membership because he was an Avenger back in the late 80s and early 90s thanks to his uh, time on the West Coast Avengers which my co-host Lilith said the West Coast Avengers don't count that way, so um, yeah, is at Lilith Hellfire on Twitter, so yeah, get her boys um but yeah, and then I was talking about this with my other co-host Charlie, who was saying, oh, why does he he have to be so difficult? It's like, oh I'm a loner, I'm not gonna work with you people why don't you go try to stop calling you, and again I was like, I'm sorry Ray, I know you hate this, but I'm like that's a, that's, that's that's bad ...talking to any of the Justice League... ...saying, oh, I can handle it myself... Um, ...maybe not even so much now... ...but just like, even just a few years ago... ...so, again, it's not just... ...the tech and the cape... ...and that, I mean... ...sometimes, in certain ways... ...yeah, these two characters are close... ...and I just have a big feeling... ...like I said, it was only three pages... ...but I have a feeling that maybe towards the end... ...I don't know if it's going to be the end of Aaron's run... ...or just the end of this arc... ...when they go to battle Mephisto... Are the Avengers going to make a deal with Conchu maybe for his help battling Mephisto? And maybe we'll get Mark the return of uh, Moon Knight. Maybe, you know, Conchu will ask Mark to help, or maybe Mark and Conchu will reconcile. Who knows? Um, The Avengers is good, but again, I'm not looking forward to it as much without Moon Knight in it every issue, so. Again, 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 Marvel, you know, everyone on this podcast is pleading with you. Give us more Moon Knight, a series, an ongoing series, a mini series, whatever. Because you know, Ray will write it. Come on. All right. But again, thank you for listening to me. Uh, great, great classic issue. Um, again, the, the brand new Avengers was, you know, decent. I mean, the Moon Knight always makes it better. But, all right. Until next time, because you can't keep me away from reviewing this stuff. Catch ya.
1: Yes, thank you, Phil. Thank you for those uh, those words. Uh, a little bit top heavy for me on the <clears throat> Man Bat side, but thank you so much. Uh, look, I can't fault you, Phil. Um, Justin, uh, you shared a lot of those sentiments as well, like with with the lightnesses um, of, of say Deadshot and and that Hugo Strange. Um, yeah, yeah. Era. I- I'm
2: glad that he cut that too. Yeah. The- oh. Yeah.
1: Yep. Believe but- me, Phil Phil will always um pull me up short with any any sort of uh, Bruce Wayne reference, Phil. But you know, that's what I love about you. So <laughs> um no, but no, thank you, Phil. And uh, and what Phil gave us gave it a B. So that's a pretty good score. Oh, I think yeah. that's yeah, I think that's around our um That's a a kind of around our score. Probably, dare I say, a little bit higher than our scores. So, well done, Phil. Uh, And yeah, and um, and he also mentioned about the Avengers. Um, looking forward to uh, he um, yeah, looking forward to the Avengers. Although no Moon Knight as well. I guess similar to what we said at the top of the show, Justin. Um, it's it will be fun to have Moon Knight in there, but I guess. Um, and actually, it, it made. Are you an Avengers collector? Like,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I actually collected West Coast Avengers when when Moon Knight was okay. in it. Okay. Um, okay. So I I did like him in that team. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a good way to keep Moon Knight in the public eye at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, if if he's in the Secret Avengers, I think that's a great placement for him. But in the yeah. main, team, I just I don't I don't really see that working as well.
1: Yeah, not true. I mean, it did augment the enjoyment of the Avengers. I mean, I do collect some of the Avengers. Not the, not so much the Jason Aaron run. It it was fun, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like some of the other other runs, uh. But yeah, um, yeah. Thank you, Phil. That's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Nice to see you. Go Moon Knight. <laughs> um, so thank you, listeners, again, once again, and mentioned. It is never too late to drop um, some feedback on Issue 17 or Issue 38 of The Avengers. Just um, pop a line uh, down uh, in our Facebook group or Facebook page. We very much appreciate it. Uh, next phase, Episode 173, we have a Waxing Crescent, and that's a Lunar Pick, a Modern Run review, and that is uh, that will be Moon Knight Volume 6, Issue 9. That's a Brian Michael Bendis, Alex Maleev run. And we'll have High Press conchu Rebecca, and the Power, power. of Chad, Chad, Chad for that one. So looking forward to that. So we've got back-to-back uh, Lunapix reviews, so that will be fun indeed. Uh, as always, you can contact us on email at itkmoonnight@gmail.com at gmail.com. We're, we've got a Facebook page and group, and we're also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. Discord's growing by the minute. Uh, Get vocal. Uh, we've got a website. And as mentioned, we're on Patreon as well. And speaking of which, if you go to patreon.com slash ITK there are plenty of incentives. You too can be like Justin the Owl Osgood and be That's privy great. to all the bonuses. Sorry.
2: And they're definitely worth it.
1: Ah, oh, thank you so much, Justin. Yeah, I I, I hope so. I'd I really want to to give as much as I can to the loonies because uh, it's such a great, such a fun community. Yes,
2: if you're uh, listening to this, definitely do what you can to get on
1: the Patreon wagon. It's definitely yeah. worth it. <laughs> thank you, my good sir. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, hello headphones. If you use the code ITK Moonlight, you'll get ten percent off their online store. And for Dreamland Comics in Illinois, if you use the code MOON, you will get a whopping 20% off there. There's still some great stuff there. Uh, we're also affiliate members to Entertainment Earth, so the links in our show notes, if you use that to purchase anything, every purchase will help our show a little bit uh, to keep the lights on. And finally, we are part of the collective. So there's a fair few shows. We all, you know, agree and do the same things. We love trying to cross-promote, love trying to... Um, you know, come up with with events which we have done in the past, uh, but we're all character based or geek culture based podcasts. So the likes of uh, the Nexus of All Realities, a man man thing podcast. Uh, we have the Signal of Doom from a local Dave Finn, and uh, and also Sons of the Dragon, an Immortal Iron Fist podcast. Those sorts of shows you can catch on the Collective. Just uh, search for hashtag the Collective Net on Twitter, and that should take you to any of um, any of the shows. Uh, tweets and posts uh so that about wraps it a a huge thank you again justin um thank i'm hoping you. you have a good evening
2: thank you too. and by the way too real quickly the the comic book i mentioned scarlet with mm-hmm. the two t's i finally found the the writers of that that I, I had forgotten their names it was tom Joyner and keith s wilson okay right yeah. so oh, there you go that in there before
1: oh no before for sure that. no Thank you so much. I will definitely get some uh, links in the show notes. So all you got to do, Looney listeners, click on that and uh, you'll you'll learn all about those, um, those titles. As mentioned as well, if you're big fans of what Justin said, uh, drop it in. Drop it in. Uh, even if it's non-Moon Knight related, just drop it in our group. Uh, get some discussion happening. Jump Absolutely. on Discord. Yeah, we love chatting about Moon Knight and just comics in general. So, um, yeah, once again, Justin, huge thank you. And as always... May, can you watch over the denizens of the night? Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories, and events are properties of Marvel characters incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only, under the fair dealing concept of the current copyright act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.